Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia. It's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bill's podcast, Bill's News with a UK twist. Matt, Robin and the new co-host Mark here. Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. You? I'm not too bad. Robin, how are you feeling? Yeah, very good, thanks. Very good. So, Robin, last week, your first show. Mark, your first show this week. How are you feeling about it? Are you excited? And obviously, tell us, how did you become a Bills fan? <laughs> so, I'll cover that first. It was kind of a like a, a, a circumstance thing was when I got my dad got me into the NFL kind of late 80s, early 90s. Um and I was a bit of a glory hunter. It seems stupid being a glory hunter Bills fan, but I was like, I was watching them in the in the Jim Kelly K gun offense and just fell in love with it. And it was obviously the time that they started going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl and thinking, oh, this team, they shouldn't know. Like this is how good are they? This, I'm I'm just going to follow them. Little did I know that that was as good as it was ever going to get for the next thirty <laughs> years of my life. Um, but yeah, it was kind of it was that that offense and and Thurman Thomas and those guys and Andre Risen that made me fall in love with it and just followed them followed them ever since. No, that's good. That's good. I think it's it's nice that we've had so many different ways of doing it. Obviously, Robin last week, um, Tony Arsars, me from the '99 uh, m- not miracle game. The, uh, the forward pass game. Oh, the, uh, oh. the, the illegal, illegal forward pass. Illegal forward pass, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so, so one of the, I, I, I appear on a, I, I'm a, a regular idiot on a uh, another podcast called the the NFL Long Snap Pod, and um, one of the guys there is a Titans fan, and we we regularly have Music City Miracle arguments that normally end up in, you know, oh, it's forward, no, it wasn't, no, you're an idiot, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, that that's a that's a fairly regular occurrence. I'm surprised you don't jump through the screen as you just go, no, bang, smash him <laughs> well, in the face. The thing is, he knows he's wrong. And <laughs> it's like, as he can argue about it as much as he likes. He knows it was forward deep down, and uh, as everybody does. But, you know, that was that was the best thing that's ever happened to that franchise. So we, you can't take it away from them. Yeah. Yeah, for now, for now. That's the only thing that's going to happen to them. Absolutely. So, so let's get to it. The first up, I gave you a, char- a task. I gave myself the same task as well. Yeah. Beat the table. Beat the table for, and let's do a free agent signing. You have one, two, you have as many as you want. So, Robin, go first. Which free agent, if you choose one for the moment, what free agent signing would you bang the table for and why? If I had to go, I've got a few uh, contenders down here. I've got six, but I'm going to go with my best pick. Basically, so if either of you two have picked this, then it's too late. So, <laughs> so I'll go for this one. Um, hopefully, I'm saying his name right. A.D. McKissick, who shortly has become a free agent from the Washington Commanders. Nice. Currently Ooh. a running back, but is often advertised as a pass-catching running back. So I'm thinking, leave Devon Singletary where he is. I love Devon. I think the second half of the 21 season, he, he really... Uh, improved he does a little bit of pass catching but a pass catching running back to complement Devon and open up the passing game as well um, I even did a bit of research on the spot track or spot track how, however you pronounce it there's now my new favorite uh, uh, website for like numbers and contracts so my my number fixated brain is just that, that, that <laughs> loving it 
and they reckon they reckon we might be able to get him for 3.5 million. That tends to be his, his average. He's 29 this year. Yeah. So it's you know what they say about running backs want, want to go past 30. I think he could be good for a couple of years, and it might just be just that extra. I don't want to say gadget player, but that just that guy that can just give you a little something that maybe Devon can't quite, and maybe what the receivers can't. Just a, just a li- another problem for an opposing defense to solve. So so really, you want someone that can that's what was it? Who do we have recently? Previous years that were more of a pass catching running back. Was it McCoy? Shady? Oh, I'm sure McCoy was was great, but I mean, he was about the only offensive player he had for a couple of years, wasn't he? So, <laughs> poor man was uh, yeah. sweeping up. He was uh, handing out the drinks. He was, yeah, he was, you know, physio. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> that it's that sort of thing. The 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 offense is developed to the stage now, and especially with Dawson Knox, we have a very good tight end now. We have an excellent Stefan Diggs as a number one receiver. We now have Gabe Davis as well. I'm still a touch on the fence about Isaiah McKenzie. I can go both ways on Isaiah McKenzie. Um, we've still got Devin Singleton who's the running game. Just maybe just one more, and I don't want to break the bank for it either. So that that seemed to be an attractive attractive contract. For instance, I was looking at Leonard Fournette at Tampa is, is, yeah. is running back, but you got you're doubling you're doubling your money for that. He's I, I think he's great, but again, you're not going to get him for less than about seven. So it's it's just it's that little sort of gadget role. We don't need a lot. We just need another dimension, or just another angle, just something else of defenses to think about. I mean, I think he might fit that bill. Okay, you don't think about Cordell Patterson. Oh, I thought about lots of uh, lots ah. of players, but but this is this this is my guy. I saw him, and he just you know the oh, lights yeah. came on. And Cordell Patterson actually liked to tweet. Um, in the week about him joining the Bills. That's mm. good. That's something. That's something to watch out for. That's yeah. something to watch out for. I'll I'll be happy with that. I'll yeah. be happy with that. So, come on, Mark. Who's your first guy? See, I can't. I can't see us. Like personally, I think because of the way that Devin Singletary came on towards the end of the year, I can't see us touching a running back in either free agency or draft. I'd be I'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think we we sh- that we've got other areas of need, and mm-hmm. so I'm I'm looking more at guards and tackles and shoring up offensive and defensive line during during free agency. I, I don't. There, there's other positions that I think we'll touch in the draft because they're likely to be more expensive and. Our, our um, cap position isn't brilliant um, at the moment, so I think we will. Key position for me is is offensive line, um, and I'm looking. I, I haven't gone too near the top of the the yeah. players available because they're, they're going to be demanding, you know, nigh on twenty million a season. We just don't have the the cap space for it. But I think Lake and Tomlinson at the 49ers. Yeah. Um, brilliant zone blocking back. A lot of a lot of help in the run game. Not so good at pass blocking, um, but I feel like we've got a lot of strength in that area anyway. He would he would start for us. He's developed into one of the best guards in the league under Carl Shanahan. Um, he's obviously there's there's an argument that it's quite zone dependent with him, which is always a knock on 49ers players. Yeah. But I think for he's done it throughout his career he's very good he has had an mcl injury in his in his um, in his history but he's recovered and he's played 
pretty much every game since. And you're only looking about nine million a year for him, which I think is pretty guessable. Yeah, I think I think it's good. I mean, I think last show did talk about the scheme and you're just hoping that he, he really fits into what Cromer really is going to or McDermott via Cromer want to put in as your um as your blocking scheme on there. Because I think that is going to be crucial for for the draft, whether you go get a a big heavy guy that's actually just mainly your power for your power game, or if you do what I was discussing, the pusher, the pin and pull method where you get your athletic guards out there. So it is interesting. Yeah, and the PFF his PFF grade in pass blocking last in 2020 was was like well over 75, and you know that's PFF, and you you know you take everything with a slight pinch of salt when it comes to those guys, but mm. it clearly shows he's capable of doing it, um, and I, I think he's ready to take a step up to the next level, and you know there's a difference between you know guarding for Josh Allen and a difference between guarding for Jimmy Garoppolo or whoever the hell's going to be quarterbacking for them next year so yeah. it's I, I think he's he would be a real good fit for me okay robin got anything to add anything to add on that uh, on no that call, call me a, a, a you know a, a bean counter i think 9 9 million seems seems steep seems steep for a guard with with a with a and certainly in the back end of the season where the the line seems to be settled. I absolutely take your point. I think we need, uh, if for no better reason, the depth of it. Does he, yep. does he, I mean, you, obviously you know the player more than me. Uh, does he represent an upgrade on what we have at the moment? Is he, is he a clear head and shoulders? It's like, it's like when I always say to my wife when she always says about buying something, I was like, it's good. But it's in <laughs> million good. I thought you were, you know? I thought you were talking about, you know, when you're talking about leaving me. <laughs> like, is, is, is it a clear upgrade? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind you leaving me, but you just has to be much better. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's fair. You don't mind looking for the better man, but come on. No, I think. Pride at stake. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's what it comes down to. And whenever it's a big purchase, it's he's good. Is he nine million good? And does he represent? Yeah, quality upgrade. It's, I think it's tricky, isn't it? Because all positions at the minute, with our cap situations, we're we're, project, we're projected at the moment to be over the cap mm. um, going into free agency. Yeah. So there's not yeah. a huge amount of there's not you know that th- obviously some will go, but there's not a lot of our team is due or not a lot of the the, the team that was took the majority of snaps last year are going to be available and are going to be leaving. So a lot of yeah. the people are going to be coming back. So there's a good chance that we actually don't make a huge splash in free agency unless we decide to ditch some people, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. But yeah. you, you're exactly right. If the if the value's there for a player that is head and shoulders above what we've got at the moment, then it's worth like finding the way to make the money. Yeah. So, so do you see the likes of um, Botka and, um, and Feliciano walk and they tender an offer on Bates and then look for maybe one, maybe two veteran or cheap veterans and then look for a third or fourth round guy in the draft to to really develop or do you think it's just or do you think they'll keep Feliciano get rid of Botka maybe just go for one whether it be draft or, or free agency it's it's a bit of a cap hit isn't it for Feliciano I, I don't have a, n- a number isn't it something four or five yeah million. It's, yeah. it's, it's around that area, isn't it, for Feliciano? And you got to think that that almost seems like a luxury, doesn't it? 
at this point. When you when you when you're looking at obvious kind of cap savings, he comes pretty near, near high the list. And yeah, I you know what what does Coach Jeff always say about you always want to get cheaper and younger, don't you? And mm. I, I think the idea of a and I mentioned it last week about a project draft about getting guys later in the rounds to, to backfill for the guys that you're, you're probably going to have to move on from. Um, my, my only point about free agency, and I, I think I mentioned it last week, was if the Bills are going to do something in free agency, my pick is they do one biggie. They don't They don't need sort of three or four, you know, so-called mid-range side yeah. players. I think if they're going to do something, they're going to do like a dig or, yeah. you know, they're going to go for, you know, a, a pass rusher that comes up or maybe a cornerback. You know, something like that where, they, where you guys pick them up from the old team, plant them in Buffalo. Away you go. Yeah, a game, a proper coach. game changer. Yes. Think, yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. The squad. We we don't need to build the squad out with with, you know, average talent. We, that's there. Yeah. Um, if if a proper difference maker becomes available, then yeah, great. I agree. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I think you're right. There's no benefit in doing anything else. It's it's a good enough roster to. I mean, you can't use the phrase run it back because we didn't get close enough to run it back uh, in 21. But it's a good enough roster. We didn't, we didn't fail to reach the Super Bowl because of a lack of quality or a lack yeah. of scheme. It was it was a few slightly careless performances in the regular season and, you know, a couple of plays and a kickoff we won't talk about uh, in the divisional. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it, and it isn't it isn't the one play. It's, it's, it's always the totality. But it wasn't yeah. a lack of quality or a lack of, um, you know, scheme. It was yeah. just, and it, it was a lack of execution in a few areas in a few games. Yeah, yeah. I was I was say, the splash, splash guy is 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 the thing. I think. Yeah, I think with me for my my free agent um, guy, I'm going with siding with Mark and going um, in the trenches. Very. I mentioned him. I mentioned him last week on the show. Just got the Super Bowl ring, Austin Corbett. Yeah, okay. great show. He was my he was my second choice. Yes, got that head <laughs> But the fact that he's familiar with Chroma, yep. he's actually um, he's had the flex position flexibility across the line. He is that athletic; they can get out and actually get to the second level on there. And I think that that may be the system that um, that they bring in to this game because it's helped us in the past with the um, with how we've got McCoy going. And what Cromer has done at the Saints, what he's done at the Rams, obviously the Bills in the McCoy era. And Corbett is one of the, he's only 26, so he's not even yet hit his prime. Get him for four, four years, maybe seven, seven million, six, seven million, potentially eight at the most, depending on the Ram situation. But he's definitely someone. Then come in, start probably right guard. I think they keep at left guard because he did yeah. well in the last few few weeks in the playoffs instead of um Botka. So I think you could see Corbett on the right, Bates on the left, and then maybe go third round with a with a draft pick to lit behind him. So try and knock that one for six. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think he's one of those players that almost has benefited in a strange way from the fact that he started really poorly, didn't he? When he went, he was mm. drafted by the Browns and was horrendous for them. 
Um, but then I think there was like he played under 20 snaps in over a season. Terrible. But then got traded to the Rams and has flourished under that system. And his career trajectory is exactly going in the direction that you want it to go. Um, and he looks he looks like a, a proper star and is continuing to improve. I, you know, like I said, was my was my second choice, and I'd be more than I'd be delighted with him. It's it'd be interesting to see where he fits in because, like like you, I'd, Ryan Bates did very well as, as left guard, and I don't necessarily think that Daryl Williams and Spencer Brown did a horrendous job down the stretch mm. on the right side of the line. Um, but for me, if you're looking at places to to strengthen, that's it. And I think he slots in really nicely at right guard. Yeah. So let's reverse it. I'm going to go for my second free agency pick that I banged table for. And it's one of our own. Okay. It's F.A. Obada. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I know everyone will say, obviously, you've got Jerry Hughes, you've got Mario Addison, bring those back. Obviously, you've got Basham, Russo, Epinesa, the draft picks on there, the young guns coming forwards. But it's... It's like what he showed, Obada showed last year, what he showed for the Panthers. He's got that versatility. And when he came on, yes, he got, I think he was second, second in team with sacks with three and a half. But even though he didn't get that many tackles, he had that presence and was always in on the thick of it, actually stopping the run or getting close and closing up the pressure up the middle. So I think his positional value and the fact that you can probably get him on a on another very team-friendly deal mm. for at least another year, maybe two years, it kind of makes a no-brainer because we know McDermott loves to rotate his defensive line, keep it fresh. And when you've got a guy that can play inside and outside, you'll want that, and it keeps the um, keeps the offense guessing. Yeah. Okay. What's his uh, uh, what's his situation at the moment? Is he just a compl- unrestricted free agent? Is he- he's unrestricted. Right, he's unrestricted. Right, 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 right. So well, players always want players usually will tend to settle for team friendly deals when the team is winning. Mm-hmm. If there's the possibility of postseason, if there's a possibility of Super Bowls, isn't there? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's that that's that seems like a good shout to me. I I'm not sure. I saw as much that would completely win me over with a barda and obviously i obviously i'd love to see british people do do well um but i guess in a rotational system you don't necessarily have people completely storming in from from the right and the left isn't it it's all about different sorts of pressure packages isn't it it's not about one person either storming up the middle or coming out off the edge isn't it yeah i mean you hope you're hoping that that more than likely Jerry Hughes takes that hometown discount actually um, and all that to get a, a small extension. I mean, you can get probably like two years, six million. That's four million down from what he was um, from his cap hit and all that. Yeah. And have him as the, as your as a situational swell in there and have him as the veteran leadership because we know yeah. that loves a veteran guy in every in every um position yeah so hopefully that will happen but i as much as i liked what asin's done and obviously finishing with five sacks and actually becoming a better player as the season went on i can't see him really going taking a team team friendly deal like a jerry hughes like possibly a nevada 
to actually um, come back. And obviously, as we know, we're tight tie against the cap. So I think Obada will be there for the cheap, but then you've got hope that Jerry Hughes does take an even more friendlier team deal to actually come down. Take a take a step down in his percentage of snaps as well. Yeah, and then he, he he's back, and then you you up Abadas Phillips, um, and they then become the future. Yeah, if Jer- if Jerry's if, if, how long has he been there? 2013, wasn't it? Yes. So yeah, he's been a, he's been a pretty fairly loyal guy. And the other question you always have to ask, and this, I mean, this is when it really is the business of the business. How much is Jerry going to get on the on the open market? How much is Jerry going to get going somewhere else versus, you know, do you really want to up sticks and, and go somewhere else and fight your way into another team at that at that point in your career? Or is that, you know, a, 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 a slightly easier way to wind down your career? I, I see I see Jerry going personally. I think yeah. oh, really? test, I think he will test the market and I think he will feel that he I think he knows that his role in the Bills is going to be is going to be reduced, whether it's someone that we draft or whether it's you know he's competing more with an AJ Epinesa or a Mario Addison or an FA Abada, someone like that. Um, I think that he is I, I'm expecting a step up this year from Boogie Basham as well. Um, so I think he knows that his his role is going to be restricted, and I think he sees this potentially as an opportunity to, to go and get. You know, it's going to be one final chance to make a, to make some money, and potentially an opportunity to start wherever that may be. And I I personally see him not that I want him to go, but because he's Jerry Hughes, but yeah. I I just think that that's what might happen. I I definitely think either Jerry. Or Mario Addison goes. I don't think. I think I, I'm almost certain. One, at least one will go. Yeah. No, if no, you no. think Je- if you think Jerry goes, do you think Mario stays then? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Point of agreement. I think. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I think one. I think one has to go. The the numbers. There's just too. There's almost too many. We're almost too. We're almost too heavy in that area. I think. In edge rush, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yes, it's in a scenario that they've obviously tried to skill up in a lot. Um, Greg Russo, I think I'm expecting big things from this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jerry, I think, is very much on the on the downward spiral the other way. And, and it wasn't as though we were dripping in sacks last year, even with the investment that we've made at edge rusher. Um, yeah. So I I would expect. Um, like, I just I just feel like it's it has come to the end of the line with Jerry Hughes, unfortunately. Yeah. So let's reverse it around. Mark, second, second pick. So um, sticking in the trenches for me, um, one of the things that I found most frustrating, especially in that Chiefs game that sticks in everybody's mind, was our lack of tackling, on, yes. especially on the defence. And it was something that I was, you know, you're willing someone to hit the damn quarterback um, just like the Bengals did the following week, and we we couldn't manage to do that. So one of the best tackling um, interior defensive line guys is BJ Hill from the Bengals, who showed how to do it in that in that particular game. Um, he was used to be on the Giants, got traded um, to the Titans, and excelled for them. Former third round pick, solid um, all around three technique guy. 
with strength are never misses a tackle and his run defense is spectacular. And it's two areas for me that we showed a lot of need last year to improve in. Um, he's one of the best run stuffing interior D linemen um, that there is available as a free agency. And I think he's the thing that lets him down is that he is, he's an average at best pass rusher. Um, but I think when it comes to the thing that we were weakest at last year, stopping the run, he excels. No, I can, I can see that. I think, I think there's question marks on there about Vernon Butler. I don't think, I think for what he earns, I think he's either a candidate to get cut or they will definitely try and restructure him again on there, but it's more likely after last year. They may cut him, and yep. Harrison Phillips is one where do you let him test the market, or do you actually try and get him signed ASAP so you at least got someone that can come in and be that dependable afterwards, or get that rotation going with Phillips, who let's say come back from his um, massive injury had actually really stepped up in the place of um, of star in the last part of that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fair. Um, I, I, for me personally, I still don't think we've got the guy to sit next to Ed Oliver. Mm. Um, Har- I think Harrison Phillips and Star are, are decent. Vernon Butler is is something and nothing for me. He's a he's, he's a decent backup. But you know, if we're looking to, if we look, as we said earlier on, if we're looking to find someone that's a difference yeah. maker, um, I don't, I don't think Harrison Phillips or Star are that guy. They're they're serviceable and they do a job. But I, I don't think they're the, you know, are they the guy that's going to make us win a Super Bowl? I'm not so sure. No, that's true. That's true. Robin, what is, are you... Uh, well, just just pick, picking on that, do you think Star is a cat is a cat casualty this year? I think I think he will be. I yeah, think no, I agree. Yeah, I, fact, I, I would agree. The fact that you can't, he didn't, he kept missing games. Okay, through COVID, obviously, we probably know his reason why he won't get the jab and all that because of his um, heart history and all that. But if he's going to constantly miss games because of it, I can't see McDermott putting up with it too long. And now I think the cap's a bit more manageable. His cap hit is a bit more manageable that they will look to actually um, potentially cut him or if they do feel that he can be a depth Again, I see a restructure on that, but I can see him being um, one of the first casualties, especially if it's, I believe it's post June the 1st, I think the majority of his um, cap goes down or cap against us. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but I could see, I could see Star being one to go. Yeah, agreed. Same. Yeah, I think so. So, Robin, give us, yeah. we'll go, go, give us what other ones you've had on your list. Yes, but what's your second one? Okay, so here's the here's the one that I was going that I thought was a good idea, which was Alan Robinson, wide receiver from for the Chicago Bears. Um, and I was reading a report about okay. him, and they were saying excellent uh, route running, excellent catch uh, radius, excellent catch abilities, but have never had a decent quarterback. He's had been in Chicago, where he's had sort of Andy Dalton, he's had Fields, he's had Jacksonville. And the argument that was made was Josh Allen, bones of Allen Robinson, could be an, another weapon. The downside of it was Spot Track saying he wanted, he was in the region of about 16 million. Yeah, yeah. he'll be a lot of money. He was a lot of money. And then I started, I started, wrote, wrote a line or two on him, and then I thought, okay, he, he's my no. So I'll go to my maybe, 
but I actually think would would actually be pretty good, um, which is Russell or Russell Douglas, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers, currently or who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, Bounced yeah. around the league, been at a few different teams. I think he was drafted by the Eagles, I think, which is interesting because that has a Sean McDermott connection. He's also played for the Panthers, which has a Sean <laughs> McDermott connection. That's <laughs> half our squad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, precisely. So he sort of had, had McDermott's name, really. He probably knows him. Um, so he b- bounced around a few places either. Did five, I was just doing a quick read about him, Did fi- uh, got five interceptions. So he's a real ball hawk for the Packers last year. He's a, he won't be 27 until August, I think it is. He's had a couple of defensive touchdowns as well. Now, I'm going to pair that with my feeling about what's going to happen to Levi Wallace in the offseason, mm-hmm. uh, which is what made me think about it. Now, I suspect, and when I say suspect, what I read a few other people say was that if they re-sign Levi, I think they're probably only going to go to about five or six million at the most for him. If he tests the open market, the feeling is he might get to nine or 10 million. And I like Levi. He's great. And I I think, and I mentioned this last week when Trey White went out, everyone was absolutely terrified that that our secondary was going to fall apart and our corners were going to be dreadful. And actually I thought he he was really good. But I think that someone like a Douglas would would be an upgrade. And SpotTrack put him at about nine million. So if you're going if you're going to go as a possible replacement for Levi and a, a and a guy to be opposite Trey White, that would be my recommendation. No, that's 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 a good recommendation. I think we know that there are serious holes in this um in the, well not holes as such serious isn't it? It's minor worries. Let's call it minor worries. Yeah. Um, in there, and I think this way, if they go with a Russell Douglas and all that. You did then affects our draft, and you don't think that with twenty five you're going to get a uh, McLaren, you're going to not going to get a uh, McDuffie um, and a Lair and all that on there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. See, this is where this is where I think we'll go. I I can't see us with our cap situation as at the moment. I think the top corners are going to drop, are going to generate more money than we're willing to go to. Um, I think I think we're drafting a corner in the first round, um, so I don't think they would go free agent. I don't I don't hate the the Douglas was unbelievable last season for the Packers. The only thing that concerns me slightly about him is the fact that he's been toilet everywhere else he's been, yeah. and it feels like he's landed somewhere with the Packers now and was incredible for them. So I think that they're gonna. I don't I can't see him hitting the the, the open market. I think the Packers wrap him up as quick as they can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, my my dream, and I think I mentioned this to Robin last week, is if Bean can somehow work magic with that cap, is try and go after JC Jackson. You I mean, get if you're if you're comfortable taking a taking a former Patriot, then that's fair enough. <laughs> hey, if, if, if he can if he can lock down the other side when Trey White comes back and locks down that side, and you've got Hyde and Poyer doing their thing on there. Yeah. No one is going to be throwing on us, so we can just draft big guys in the middle to actually stop that run. And there we go, Super Bowl. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not JC Jackson would be unbelievable. He, I think, at one point last season had the lowest percentage of um, of passes given up when targeted. Um, he, yeah, he had an incredible, incredible season. Um, I just, I, a, I don't think we would be able to afford him yeah. on what on what he's on. 
and yeah, it's. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because the only person who got any joy out of throwing it at, um, at JC Jackson was was um, Josh Allen. So you may as well, <laughs> you may as well just bring them together. Well, I know we we do know that Belichick doesn't really pay out the big bucks for the cornerback and all that. So yeah. he and he's come out and said that. So it's a situation to watch. But yeah, I think with what cap we've got, what, what Bean could do, when some other needs are a little bit pressing. I think it's. I say it's more of a pipe dream, but it's something that if did happen, I would. I would smash the table, smash the window, <laughs> and all that for for B to get him. And that could be pretty much one other piece on on offense could actually see us actually go all the all the way. But so before we get to the mailbag, we'll just do one draft player that you'd bang the table for. Doesn't yeah. matter what round, it could be first round, seventh round, fourth round, third round, whatever round. Robin, who was that draft pick that you would bang the table for? So I'm not really good when it comes to the later rounds. So I was I, I was just scanning through first rounds. So I've got a I've got a few prepared remarks uh, on, on on this. So it, it's maybe it's, it's I'm sure it's a name we've thrown around. Jameson Williams, wide receiver from Alabama. Um, the draft uh, mock draft that I read from NFL Spin Zone. Uh, there's a draft profile as well from the Draft Network, and I'm just going to give the credit Keith Sanchez on film because I'm just going to read out what he what he said. Uh, well, actually, what I would say is he's he was the top wide receiver at Alabama after transferring from Ohio, and even I know that Alabama is a good college program. Like even I know that, and I know absolutely nothing about uh, college programs at all. Uh, and yeah, what what Keith Sanchez goes on. To to say it wasn't a brilliant year for receivers, but the scheme fit in the spread system aligns him in the slot or runs bunch sets that he can get free releases. And if you need a, a further um, qualifier to that, uh, Matt Beauvais, uh, very much the Ed Tudor pole of Joe Buscalia's uh, Buffalo Beat podcast, <laughs> or the uh, departure of Matthew Fairburn to the Patriots, um, has Jameson Williams as his draft pick as well. And if you're thinking about long term and you're thinking about what's going to happen to Cole Beasley, is he going to be around? Maybe he's back next year, but maybe not the year after. We we're not sure about Isaiah McKenzie. Maybe he's good. is he a bit of a flash in the pan, or can he can he develop into someone? And then Jameson Williams is one of those guys who could be a receiver for the next ten years. No, I can I can see that. I mean, wide receiver is that is that sneaky need really? Yes. Yeah, long term. I mean, who have we got under contract? We've got obviously Diggs, Davis, Beasley, um, Stevenson, Gentry, and Hodgins. Yeah. Take out take out one of those top three, and you're not left with that much confidence in in the rest of them. Maybe maybe Hodgins a little bit because you don't know what. People don't know what they can get with him. He had, obviously, he's been injured most of the time. Yeah. But wide receiver definitely, I think, is is something. And the good thing about this draft is that it is so deep at wide receiver. You can get guys at any value. But if Jameson Williams is there, the blend of speed and what he can actually bring on that is something that really will help. Maybe just needs to brush up a little bit more and find and and really marginalise and fine-tune his route running, um, route running skills, I think he would be a, a guy that you'd look at, like a Jerry Judy or a Devontae Smith, 
type guy coming out of Alabama to really give that defense an extra an extra thing to worry about where you've got Diggs can work over, under, Davis, yeah. Maine does over, and then Jameson, you can stick him in the slot, you can stick him out wide, and you've got that X factor, as you will, of a, um, of a wide receiver. And because of the strength, as we've mentioned, that the, the strength of the roster, there's no, there's no obvious holes or obvious weaknesses. Mm. He doesn't have to be an impact player. He's kind of fine for the 2022 season. If he can just get on the field, you know, week eight, week nine, week 10, you know, and just start to sort of up the number of reps and up the, you know, percentage of snaps that he's on, that he's on the field. That's fine. That's good enough. He can be a player for 23 and 24 and 25. You know, this can yeah. be, a, you know, a proper long-term draft as well. He can, you know, we, he, can, he can be eased in. He doesn't need to, to fix an immediate problem. I don't like that. Spencer Brown, everyone praying for Spencer Brown to come back up right tackle. They're like, guys, he's a rookie. Come on. <laughs> it's not pressure. It's too much. Let him let him grow. He doesn't need to do that. That's fine. He can come in, take his time, learn his trade, and have an amazing year too. And that that's good enough. Yeah. So so Mark, what 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 gem have you got? So as I mentioned earlier on, I I, I think we go corner. Um, we haven't drafted a corner in, in the first two days of a draft since Brandon Bean has been there. Um, I, I I don't hate Levi Wallace by any stretch of the imagination, but I think there is a chance, as um, as you guys said earlier on, that he leaves in free agency because I think he tests the market. He'll get a little bit more money than he will do with us. Um, so I am going with cornerback at Clemson, Andrew Booth. Um, I think it's he's a guy. It's a it's a clear position of need. He's lightning quick, quick feet, um, perfect running mate. I think for Trey White when he comes back, um, like an awful perfect number two corner for us. Loads of if you look at his tape, an awful lot of highlight reel catches on the outside where we're where um, Levi's slightly weaker. Um, I think he really improves our backfield in the first round. Yeah. I think I think we we know that there is you're looking at one injury as we've seen to Trey White, one injury to Trey White and say Levi Wallace, and you're down to Cam Lewis, Saran Neal, who just recently <laughs> off yesterday signed a three year extension. Yeah, I'm on there, but I can I see it. I I like what they see in in Booth and what he can actually do. He's only a three year junior. Um, and he's just, he's got, he's got that physicality. And I think that's what McDermott really wants to see in his cornerback. See if you can jam the line, stop the guy and even just hang with him. Because I think it goes back to the age old decision or age old question. Is it better to have a good pass rush or weak corners or a strong pass defense and average slash weak rushes because if you can hold if you can get your cornerbacks to lock down and hold hold them out for a long time you'll get to the give your defensive ends more chance to to get that pressure force an incompletion or even get a to get a sack 
Yeah. And you think that's what that was so what was so successful for the Bengals in the championship game against the Chiefs, right? They they weren't mm. getting sacks because their their linemen were brilliant. They were getting sacks because their their coverage was so good. And we we didn't quite get that when we played the Chiefs the week before. And obviously missing Trey White's a massive thing. But if we can if we can make a big improvement there and suddenly you've got Trey White and someone <coughs> like a booth on the other side, that really helps that line get to the quarterback. Yeah, I actually got a Andrew Andrew Big Junior was actually one of my uh, potential draft picks as well. So I got a draft profile from uh, Bleacher. Uh, I remember writing down as a rangy, long-armed athlete, using his hands uh, well, length well, in press, attacking the ball, good burst out of his breaks, tightness when moving laterally, as well. So yes, he could absolutely be that that opposite number to try. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with me. And mine, I've got a list as long as you're, as long as about 10 arms sewn together <laughs> <laughs> for it. And this is all part of me actually going around and actually doing a bit, a lot more, a uh, lot more scouting. So, I mean, I could take one of pick of a loads of different guys. One guy I do like, but he's not going to be my pick is, is Channing Tindall. Um, oh, the yeah, linebacker yeah. Out, out of Georgia. Yeah. But, well, I'm going with um, Kai Elam of Florida, cornerback. Good shout. Yep. Six, six two. So you've got the height on there. You've got a guy who's actually got a combination of good speed and strength. He, since 2017, he's had the lowest passer rating allowed with 18.7 or 18.3, sorry, um, percentage. So you cannot throw down. He is literally a lockdown type of guy. He's good in coverage. He actually um, can break onto the, um, with good timing, play through the hands. The only thing he just needs to do is actually finish, his ta- finish up as a tackler and actually be a bit more disciplined in the um, in the run game. But with that, you, you've got Elam, you've got White, you've got Hyde, you've got Poya. You've got a defense, you've got a secondary that you're going to be afraid to run on and you're going to go inside where hopefully that will benefit a Teron Johnson and Matt Milano or Trey Edmonds um, in there. Yeah. Yeah. He was my, he was my second corner. Um, uh, ball skills are fantastic. Mm. Um, I, I th- he's quite happy to be like one-on-one with a one-on-one with a receiver. I think he would be a really good fit as well. Uh, I think a lot of these corners, cause there's, you know, there's guys like Trent McDuffie, Kyler Gordon, a lot of them, I think, and it's kind of going to be they're sort of like one A, one B, one C. You're not talking about yeah. le- like massive levels between them all. So I think it just depends on where teams rate rate guys based on their specific skill set and I guess what they learn from them through combine and stuff like that. Um, I, I I think there's a lot of very decent corners in this draft, and it's lucky because it's it's clearly a position of need for us. Yeah. You know, so, what I'd really love to find out. Sorry, can I ask a quick, quick question? You yeah. Met, you met Mark mentioned combine there. So they have a, a like a designated amount of time that they're that a team is allowed to in, like interview a player, and it's something like fifteen minutes or something like that. They're they're allowed to interview. I'd be absolutely dying to be like a fly on the wall or just oh. figure out what what would you like? What if you've only got fifteen minutes to speak to your next Trey White or your Andrew Booth Junior? Like. What do you ask in those 15 minutes? What's the sense that you get 
from that player that knows that they're, 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 you know, because, yeah, fine, you can go back and forth about heights and weights and skills and that sort of thing, but it's, it's about attitude, isn't it? It's about yeah. character and work rate. Like, what, what questions do you think they ask? To try think, and figure that out. From what I from what I've read, there's lots of people that like the the philosophy and the way the teams approach it is very different. Some are very like, um, show me a show me a play, break down this break down yeah. this offense. Okay. Who are you looking to cover here? And they will do that. So it's very scheme specific. Some people, it's all about what did you do on your last birthday. Yeah, and it's it's so completely different the way that they approach it. And I don't know with with McBean as to what those guys would be like. I, I suspect that they're quite character focused yes. yeah, and it's all about that. trying to develop, like find out what the guy is like. And and I'm, I'm fine with that. For me, it's, it's all about how they fit into the culture, yeah. uh, making sure that they're the right type of player, because you can see on tape, the type of guy that the, you know, whether they can play the game or not, but the, the, the key thing for me is how they fit into the team and whether they, whether they're going to turn out to be, you know, an absolute Antonio Brown or whether they're going to be a Tredavious white. And that's yeah. why we need to make sure we're getting the right fit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what I would suggest is go on Twitter, look up Dean Kindig um, of um, Buffalo Fanbase and what he does with his scouting. He even talks about and puts up the interviews with with prospects on there, and that definitely asks you a lot more, a lot of questions, or answer a lot of questions on there. But I think it's just how they project themselves on there. I think. If we look back at one of the um, embedded series, I think they did. Was it the first one? They actually went inside. Yeah. The um, thing. I'd have thought that the whole thing would have been a total, you know, behind closed doors. Thing. I think. I think it was only when. I think it was only when they drafted that guy that they then showed it. It was so there was. Oh, they yeah. didn't show anyone who they didn't. Then they didn't. Then. Yeah. Come. Okay. Yeah. So let's quickly, we've got to say, we've got a few questions um, from as part of the mailbag. The first one is from the Cockney Jesus. What a name. Yes. He's a, he's a West Ham fan. Oh, no. Okay. Yep. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> God's team so. there, then. <laughs> he goes, Tremaine Edmonds, is it time to move him on and try someone else? Or do you give him that extension? How do you how do you answer that one? I I get I'll I'll go I'll go with my gut as always because I don't have the facts. I go with an extension, but not a Milano extension. I he's not completely sealed the deal for me, but I'm not by any stretch of the imagination an Edmonds hater. We we drafted him when he was twenty. What is he? Tw- only twenty four. Now, is he? In fact, yeah. I think he's only coming up for 24 because yeah. this is he's had his fourth year, so he'd be 24. He just turned 20 when we drafted him, so his fifth year coming up, he's 24. I think he still has room to improve, and actually, I think that plays in our, into our favour because we can give him an extension that is more of a bait and more of a prove it extension than a uh, than a Milano or a Trey White extension. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think it's a, it's a tricky one. Um, I don't personally think he's done enough to warrant like a proper second contract. So I, yeah. I agree. I agree with Robin that he's, um, he's one that needs to show this, this, this is a massive year for him now, and yeah. he needs to. This is a year where he needs to show what really what he's all about. He is young, um, but I'm, I'm certainly not sold on, on him yet, unfortunately. So is, is this 
pretty much a make or break fifth year for him. So I think I think he's got he's got the talent. Don't get me wrong. He's got the talent. He's got the size. He's got the speed and all that. He still just needs to put it apart, especially in the run game. So I think there are times where he does still look like a deer in headlights. Mm. Yeah. It's tricky, though, isn't it? Because you get rid of him. He's the guy who, he, you know, he's the one who's bringing the plays in from the sideline on, on the defence. So mm. he's got an, he's got an awful lot to do at a very young age. And I just I feel that there is more that can come from him, but he's not he's not all all there for me yet. And going into the year that he's on his contract, he's it's, it's a lot of money that he's taking even in this season. And there's a lot of money invested in linebackers now, none of which, yeah. are, you know, none of which is setting the world alight. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, a big year for him. Yeah. So next question. Well, it's more of an opinion that I want to get your views on. Um, it's from Carl Binger. Um, he said he's starting to lean towards a veteran defensive tackle and drafting one in the first, cornerback in the second, offensive guard in the third. What's your views on that? Do you do you see that, or do you see as we've said? If they go with a defense, a bench of defensive tackle, they go for another position that first round, or do you think they do double up free agency first round, same position? Um, it depends who the defensive tackle is. I think um, I, I think there's a lot of sense in what in what he said. Um, it, it depend depends on who. If it's someone like a BJ Hill that we that we spoke about, that, that I think there's a lot of sense in that. It depends what he wants from his defensive tackle. Because if, if he's if he's after like a, you know, like a, a, an absolute wrecker, then that's going to be a huge amount of money, and there's going to be a lot of cap implications for it. Um, I, I I personally think we're as we've said. I think there's a chance in free agency we do that, but it's a um, it's a cornerback in the first round for me. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they go defensive tackle because I don't think there's any point getting a defensive tackle unless you're getting, you know, Von Miller or you know Aaron Donald or something like that. Unless you're getting someone of that absolute guaranteed quality, there's a very serious chance you're trading a Latulele for someone of, of of roughly equal value, and I just don't think it's worth it. I think what we have at the moment is sort of good but not great. And I think if there's a very good chance you just get the same, uh, only with worse cap implications. So I think you go draft. Yeah. So Jamie McAndrew, he go, he says we know um, big baller Bean sets his floor with free agency, short term contracts, takes risks in the draft. Apart from quarterback and safety, he could see uh, best player available being picked at 25th spot. Which positions do you believe the Bills have locked up long-term? So position-wise, if you're talking from the roster, what positions do you think the Bills have locked up long-term? Is there any that you really see or you think that they could do in this off-season? So what, positions where we're not going to take anybody? Yeah, so so positions that are off the table. Yeah, so where we've locked up long-term, obviously... Say I, think, I think I think probably Josh Allen's all right. Yeah, Josh, uh, he's, he's all right. Give him another year. He'll probably yeah. do okay. Um, I mean, I I think that I think we're pretty set at wide receiver, but I still think we'll draft one. I think there's a guy in the second round that I like the look of um, in in Wadale Robinson from Kentucky, who I think is a perfect slot guy that could complement um, Diggs and Davis. But I yeah. don't necessarily think that wide receiver is a position we'll look at. Um, 
I don't think there's a huge amount of others. I don't think necessarily that the left side of the the line, and we, I think we need to extend Mitch Morse, who um, I would happily hang on to. Um, second, I mean, safety. No one's going anywhere near our safeties, right? So I think yeah. we'll probably be fine there. Other than that, I think there's uh, just about every position could still benefit for an upgrade. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, quarterback aside, I don't think there's anyone that you wouldn't seriously evaluate if the right person came along. I've, I've made a prediction a while ago about at some point they need to draft like a project safety because mm. Poyer and Hyde are as good as they get at the safety position, but they're not going to live forever. And we've been extraordinarily lucky how, how relatively injury free they've been as well. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that that safety doesn't look quite so good if, if we get an ACL, got you know, God forbid. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Bean is thinking, is there a long-term safety we can bring on? Um, to, to sort of step in, you know, two years from now. I think the next couple of years are probably fine. What you don't want is for Poirot and Hyde to roughly retire at the, or move on at the same time. <laughs> and suddenly yeah. you've you got nothing. Um, yeah. you, you want to have someone just about ready a year away by the time they're about to, you know, and step in as the replacement. So I, I think project safety is is, is my sort of sneaky, sneaky pick. Yeah. So yeah. last Last one, and it's, it can be a quick one for it. It's from Billy Mustafa. Says you get one realistic trade, one free agent signing, and one draft pick in the first three rounds to make the Bills a Super Bowl team in 2022. Who are the three guys that you're going to choose, and why? God, <laughs> that's a lot to think about off, <laughs> off, the, yeah. off the cuff. <laughs> so, try, so we get we get to trade from another team. Yeah, you get one realistic trade. So okay. not nothing like we're going to send a sixth round pick to the Rams for Aaron Donald. Oh, um, that sort of that fifth sort round. of one. Fifth round pick. Yeah, All fifth right. round. Yeah. Okay, fifth. <laughs> um, I want my attention to the fifth. Okay. One free agent signing and one draft pick from the either either the first three rounds. Ooh. Should I go first with mine? Yeah, go on. Then. Yes, please. It's going to be Camille Mack. From the um, where's he? What he said, the Bears, I believe now. Um, Camille, Camille, Mac. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Austin Corbett, and I would even go as far as saying um, Caroline. So the two reasons for for Care and um and Austin, as mentioned already on there, but with um Khalil, you've got a guy who is a proven. Um, Ed Rusher can drop back into into coverage and can be that pass rusher that really takes the heat off of the likes of Russo, um, Basham, Epinesa on the other side, and actually garner more attention, allowing the guys to actually um, to grow a little bit more and and probably take over a little bit more from from Jerry Hughes as that explosive. Explosive playmaker and a veteran in that um, in that room. Yeah, I mean, I'd take it if that if that comes <laughs> off. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sounds good to me. I wouldn't know what to give up. It'd probably be it'd possibly be like a second or a um a second or third or a third and a maybe fifth or something like that. To say something big, but definitely need a contract restructure. 
uh, for him. But that's one that I could that I would see that is a realistic one um, based on what Bean can do. And we all know he's a magician when it comes to salary cap and, and trades and all that. He's not normally fond of giving up. Well, I suppose he likes the capital, doesn't he? He didn't. I suppose he gave up a first for Diggs, didn't he? And obviously we moved up to get Josh Allen. But yeah, he's more of an upper. He's more of an upper than a downer, isn't he? When it comes to the draft, isn't he? So yeah, uh, I was going to say he's not not crazy. So who's um, next? Who's going to take the next next one? Well, I, t- I I tell you what, I I I'm sort of thinking out loud because I I was thinking Nadama can sue from Tampa, isn't it? Is he out? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what I, what I would give up to. Uh, he to might be a free him. agent. You'll get him. You'll get him in free agency. Oh, I might, oh, might be my free, free agency rather than a trade. Ah, oh, fine. Yeah. Okay, that would be my go. <laughs> but, uh, but, that could be a free agent signing. Yeah. Okay, I'll have that as my free agent signing. I have my. I'll have my draft signing because here's one I, I wrote down earlier. So I don't like. I don't like to see homework go to rate go to go to waste. Devonte Wyatt, defensive line. Uh, 315 pounds from Georgia. Uh, got a draft profile from the the draft network. Played four seasons for Georgia, so he's not green. Uh, came from the junior college scene. Got better every year. A disruptive interior rusher, which made my eyes uh, pop up. Uh, wins with the first step. And the the uh, I, I'm going to give them the quote. Brentley Weissman, who from the draft network did the film analysis. Best football in front of him, which sounded sounded good to me. That would be an awesome front three if you went through. Why yeah. Oliver, Sue? Oh, yeah. Try defending that. Yeah. So how much, come on. how much do we have to pay for Sue? That's the that, it's only snag. Do we do we have to uh, yeah. That's the, that's do, you want, do you wanna think on your trade scenario? We move to Mark, so he's had this time to to think now. If you want to think about the trade, or do you know who you want, who your realistic trade is going to be? Uh, I've got a trade option while you yeah, have a thing, on. Robin. Right. Go on. So, so how's about this? Is a is a little bit one that's out there, but might not seem as unrealistic as you might first think. And I know I said earlier on that I wouldn't go near a running back. Yeah. But it's a a team that is rebuilding hasn't been performing this is a guy who's coming off a couple of injuries um but is absolutely elite why don't we put in a little uh, a cheeky offer and see what we can get for someone like christian mccaffrey panthers oh, okay panthers who always send their players to us yeah um rebuilding and looking to you know probably get some draft capital to completely rebuild that side and you, th- you, su- you plug in someone like a, a proper prime Christian McCaffrey into our lineup and holy hell. Yeah. It's scary. I think it would take an awful lot to get him, but if he was available, you'd be interested, wouldn't you? I would I thought you were gonna go with Barkley. Saquon oh, Barkley when you man. were saying not, coming not off me. a couple of injuries, a team and rebuild. And obviously Joe Shane um being uh being busy mates with uh no, it's a, yeah I mean Brandon why, Bean. Hell why not? Why not? It's um I just think that the the Buffalo Panthers, there might still be a bit of a link there. Um, the and, new Buffalo Panthers. Yeah. 
and you give me like if I have the choice of who's going to be my starting running back, if it's a fit Christian McCaffrey or a fit a, a fit Saquon Barkley, I'm taking McCaffrey all the time. Um, the fact that he can you imagine him passing like him receiving the ball from Josh Allen in the in the slot position? Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. What would we have to give up to get McCaffrey? Oh, it'd be I mean, it would be the house. You know, oh, it, would, yeah. it would it would be you know you're, you're talking an awful lot for a, an awful long time. Yeah, but it depends, yeah. doesn't it? It's like we've like, the Bills have always traditionally done it a different way, and then you look at what the Rams achieved this year and. You know, they go for these, they go for the the players. You know, they don't have a first round pick in the next two decades, I don't think. But they've won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you think, you know, who, who's who got it better? Um, mm. And I don't know. I think you, you plug in someone like him or an Alvin Kamara um, yeah, yeah. In, our, in our team. It's a very, very different side. You can't just key in on the quarterback. You can't just key in on the wide receivers because if you've got that credible world-beating threat behind behind the quarterback different team yeah so who's your who's your free agent and your um your draft pick and then we'll go back to robin to to wrap up with his uh trade option so i think um i'll stick with andrew booth as the the draft pick um as 25th overall i think for me he's um He's someone who could definitely be exactly what we're looking for. And how's about for someone like someone a little bit out there, um, someone like an AJ Can from the Jaguars coming off an injury, not a huge amount of money, be looking at a one-year contract, um, but a very, very reasonable starter at right guard. Um, The opportunity to buy low is there. And I think why why not someone like him who can can come in and make that position? No, that's good. So, Robin... Finish us off. What's your trade? Oh, okay. Um, this time. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say tight end. George Kittle, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Why not? Eh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we'd have to give up for him. Probably the city. But <laughs> I'm trying to think. I like. Obviously, I'm really thrilled at the way Dawson Knox has played this season. But a two tight end, two tight end, extra extra block and and catching just to give an extra bit of protection for Josh Allen and an extra receiver. No, okay, no, that's if if it's realistic. Mo, all trades are realistic in in a sense on there, so I can I can see it. I think the the capital giving up will be, <laughs> yeah. I think will be quite astronomical. Yeah. Um, in a sense, but no, I think I think there are you can you can go any way really at what positions you could actually um, improve on to make us give that step for Super Bowl twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three when it gets played. But they are very solid, very solid. And what I'm going to do, I'm actually going to put that on on Twitter. I'm going to tweet that out and give <laughs> it a poll. See if we can right? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Like, so, yeah, you see, you just have So before before we go, I want to make an announcement. Obviously, when this comes out, whenever you listen to this, it's going to come out probably tonight or tomorrow. Saturday, the twenty sixth, fits are over bell. Obviously, the bills meet up. There's going to be a quiz, and there's also going to they're going to show the uh, the perfect demolition of the Patriots. Yes. Seven thirty on there. I know Robin, you're going. Um, um 
Mark, I don't know if you're going or going to make cash the next one. Yeah, hopefully the next one. Unfortunately, this one I'm already away with the family, but um, next one I will certainly be there. Charlie will be there from the um, Bills from Afar. Um, I would have been there, but I'm working, which is annoying. But make sure you get down there, meet load of Bills. Hopefully we get quite a lot on there. Have some fun with the, uh, with the quiz, which is going to be a Bills-based quiz a player faces nfl players faces and general nfl quiz on there get there early get your teams teams of however many turn up charlie is going to be dealing with all that have some fun watch us smash the patriots and keep following us and subscribing you can follow robin at what's your twitter handle robin uh, robin c armstrong you can follow mark at uh, i am this is sparky s or you can, or you can find me at the at long snap pod where you give that a listen as well and obviously you can find me under uk bills or you can find me at uh, matt sw86 so from mark from robin matt saying good morning good afternoon good evening thank you for listening continue to subscribe follow share and let's go buffalo bills go bills go bills yeah, no, no, no. you don't know anything about heart you don't know anything about work huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.